Welcome back to In Conversation with me, Levi Exton. My pronouns are they, them, and as always, I'm here as part of Boys and Mind to talk about all things mental health. Today, I'm joined by motivational speaker Nick Elston to discuss his experiences and perspectives. Uh, Nick, do you want to quickly tell us your pronouns and what it is you do? Yeah, hey, thank you, Levi, first and foremost. Um, So my name is Nick Elston, uh, he, him, and uh, I am an inspirational speaker on the lived experience of mental health. Uh, Levi, I promise you it's a job. <laughs> it <is> a job. <laughs> Absolutely, sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also work as a, a transformational speaking coach, so I help people to tell their stories whilst mm. managing their emotional well-being as well. That's great. That's a lot of what we do at Boys of Mind as well, really, to be amazing. honest. You know, the same goals, definitely. Absolutely. So, Nick, um, can you tell us a bit about your definition of mental health and your experiences with it? This is a good one, Levi, actually. It's a great place to kick off because I think mental health, as you know, has got a really bad rap as a term, uh, mm. a lot of negative connotations. So like people, audiences, I, I, I'll deliver my stuff globally as well. So this isn't just a UK thing. Uh, people will say to me, Nick, I have mental health. Yeah, absolutely you do. We all do kind of thing. Mm. Whether it's good or bad, that's a whole different thing. Or they may say even worse, I don't believe in mental health. Now that's a whole mm. different conversation altogether. But but I think that the problem is, is the terminology. It's used in the negative. So for me, mental health is a muscle. It's a neutral state. Yeah. Like yeah. physical health, something that we can exercise and nourish and nourish and care for every single day, even between those periods of reaching out for support or medication or whatever that may be. Um, I think if we start to you kind of view it that way, we can start to see it as something we can exercise. Yeah, I agree definitely. I mean, I definitely agree with the statement that it's a the the term mental health is neutral, and yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's just a descriptor to how we're feeling, just like you know how we are physically. Yeah, absolutely, it's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. So, in your opinion, what do you think are some of the big challenges facing young people today? Again, we could probably fill up two hours with this company, but absolutely. Uh, so, for context, um, uh, for people that have seen my stuff online, you'll see a lot of kind of corporate stuff. But I also work with prisons and reform associations, schools, and universities. So, even though I am the ripe old age of forty-three, I am immersed in the, the challenges that are being mm. experienced right now. And I think for me, actually, where we are right now, I think that the the biggest challenges are. Certainly grief is a big one, uh, not necessarily grief attached to a loss of human life, but grief attached to a loss of a way of life, a loss of freedom. Mm. That's certainly huge. Um, I also, yeah. yeah, I also think, and, and a very interesting one is this loss of personal relationship. So what you've found is through the pandemic, especially that people's priorities have changed. They may have acted from a position of fear, become more insular. Uh, and there's no right or wrong around this. But what it means is that sometimes if somebody else's priorities change, you may find yourself on the outside. So mm. we can find us taking that really sensitively. Uh, it could damage us quite a lot. So I think this is kind of really big thing, right? Just compassion, go easy on yourself yeah. right now. Um, that, and if it is you, and, and you're kind of listening and watching this, that absolutely it says more about where the other person is right now. And that's not necessarily a wrong thing. It's just a change of priority. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's huge at the moment, Levi, I think. 
I would definitely agree. I've heard that from a lot of different people um, that, you know, especially relevant these days, you know, with the pandemic and everything, that people's sort of priorities and sort of social paradigms are shifting so much. And it can it can easy, be easy to feel like that's affecting you negatively, even, you know, when you don't mean for it to. Yeah, I think so. I think also is that it's also really worth noting that it was actually easier in full lockdown. Go with me on this. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Because we, we knew what kind of rights and wrongs go out the window, but we knew what rules to play by. So it wasn't left to opinion or subjectivity. So mm-hmm. now where choice is thrown into the mix and differing beliefs, and mm. it's really hard at the moment because you see this online, <clears throat> don't judge people. Well, we all judge people. I'm judging you. You're judging me. Yes, but absolutely. I think I think it's judging respectfully. It's not imprinting yeah. our beliefs on somebody mm-hmm. else. So mm-hmm. you see this a lot. I mean, I've, I've been traveling again uh, with what I do, obviously, and uh, you'll see people kind of like tutting at somebody who's wearing a mask because they're not, and somebody who's tutting at, uh, tutting at somebody who's not wearing a mask because they are, and everywhere in between. And mm. you have this whole kind of passive-aggressive thing going on at the moment. And and societally, I think that's where a lot of anxiety is coming from at the moment. I think we're, I like yeah. to consider the world a big snow globe. It's all been yeah. shaken up, and we don't know yeah, how it's going to look until it settles. There's all these new <laughs> dynamics suddenly been thrown yeah. into our daily lives that we have to deal with. All these yeah, things none of us ever thought we'd have to <laughs> consider. And there's yeah. there's so much there that can affect everyone. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, there's no wonder there's new challenges. What do you think we can do to better support young people with these with these new challenges? And with the old challenges as well, I suppose. <laughs> I think that, like I said, it's um, regardless of what organisation or institution I work with, the single biggest anxiety trigger, it, without any exception, is change. But mm. change is inevitable. So I think it's about having things in place which help sometimes coach or mentor or to build things. I know it's massively overused, but like resilience, that kind of term, but mm-hmm. that kind of bounce back ability you need when stuff blindsides you. And I think that there's a lot to be said for the biggest danger at the moment for, for everybody, but especially kind of young, young adults is around assumption. Um, mm. Is that's where the danger is. We cannot control the uncontrollable. We cannot control pandemics, other people, what they say, what they do. There's so little we can control that actually we need to kind of give that away and 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 really claim our right on proactively choosing how we go into that day. So, and as I said, the, the, but it's a human flaw. Actually, we feel the need to kind of throw away choice when we're struggling. So if we're not, this isn't like hallelujah, this guy's cured. I, I manage my stuff daily. Thank you very much. Yeah, everything. of course. So, but there's some days where I wake up and I'm not feeling life right now at all. And Here's where choice comes in. Before, what I would have done is actually thrown choice away and gone in the ebb and flow of life. Uh, some really unhealthy distraction techniques mm-hmm. like alcohol and that kind of stuff. Whereas now, uh, my distraction techniques are positive. I've built a playbook of stuff that works for me. So right, I think yeah. it's reclaim choice and let go of trying to control the uncontrollable. It's really That's really interesting because you've just put, much more eloquently, a lot of the things that we said in our episode about resilience. Oh, cool. we, talked, yeah, <laughs> we talked about this exact topic and I agree um like you said earlier mental health being a muscle I think yep. resilience is something you can train in it mm. you know like you Absolutely. say by developing those healthy mechanisms you know um you can you can sort of train resilience to yourself so you, that you are uh, so 
so that when bad things do happen, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. another challenge in the day. Lever, I think that's right. I think what it is, it's is accepting that you're going to get blindsided. Something's going to happen to you and it will blindside you because no yeah. matter how much you anticipate, Absolutely. stuff's going to happen. I'm not yeah. going to swear. This is friendly. But the, <laughs> but <laughs> but there's also this other element around, and, and I'll keep this short because I can really kind of get rambling on this, this pursuit of happiness. Mm. And again, in terms of neutral states, like happiness isn't a neutral state, otherwise you wouldn't appreciate happiness. For me, it's the it's not accepting that every day we should be happy. Every day actually is neutral. That's the neutral state kind of thing. So if I look about what I do as a as a professional speaker, I don't go onto stage anticipating it's going to go well, or mm. on the flip side, anticipating it's going to go badly, which means that I work at it. I work at it to make yeah. sure it goes well. But like mm. if something goes badly, I'm also not coming at it from a negative mindset. So that's, I think we, we should aim for zero. We should aim yeah, for neutrality. That's really good. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, aiming for neutrality. That's a really interesting perspective. I think I can <laughs> definitely get behind that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As someone who I like to strike a balance, and I can definitely understand <laughs> Absolutely. that for sure. High five. <laughs> High five, yeah. <laughs> definitely in agreement there. <laughs> With that in mind, talking about coping mechanisms and such, do you have any advice for young people uh, or for anyone about you know about achieving that sort of that state of mind and yeah. just sort of general health so for me i think it's understanding that uh, as humans we're hardwired to look for danger we're hardwired to look for fear mm. also important to say anxiety is a healthy mechanism we do need that mm-hmm. to make sure there's a perceived danger go careful we do need that um but for me i think it's to really check in on your narrative because our default state, we will talk ourselves into a losing game. Mm. Um, the example I use, if I speak at like an organization, I'll say, right, if I said to you, right, your boss wants to see you in the office straight after this, do you think, great, pay your eyes? Of course you don't. You think, oh, no, I'm out of here. I've, I've got the set. Yeah. We go for the negative every time. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's checking, it's changing that narrative. Uh, and I think that's where it starts, really. Start to talk ourselves into a winning game mm. by changing the way that we we kind of talk. And the best way that you can do that, um, and I encourage everybody to do this right now, think of something that you're anxious about right now. Think about that something that's really, really stressing you out mm-hmm. and then ask a qualifying question. Is this fact? This thing, is it fact? Is it actually real? Mm-hmm. Or is it the story that I'm telling myself about this thing? Now, the fact element, we can reach out for help. We can get mm. support. We can develop ourselves. Mm-hmm. But 90% of the time, the damage is being done by the narrative. Mm. Um, we create, we assume the worst case outcome. We create the challenge. Anxiety lives in regret from the past or fear of the future. Very rarely is it today because we can start to really change that narrative. A very basic example is that I asked a, I went to a school uh, fairly recently, delivered a talk. Mm-hmm. And what uh, this young lady said, what really makes her anxious is that when she messages her friend and her friend doesn't message her back. But that's not what makes her anxious. That's the transaction. What makes her anxious is the story that she's mm. been dismissed or judged, not loved. We've fallen out. I've offended them, especially for like me, kind of as a reformed people pleaser because of my own mental health challenges and mental illness. Um, I absolutely get that. But if you check in on that situation, it's not fact, it's story. We can work with story. With fact, we can reach out for help. And I hope mm. that kind of makes sense, Levi. Yeah, absolutely. That's really wonderful. It's really nice to get such actionable uh, advice for our listeners. <laughs> and for me as well, actually, that's really great. I, I, I like to say that I have a sort of a similar kind of, le- as always, 
a uh, less well thought through version of that, I think, where I like to say that there's no such thing as a problem because it's either it's either a situation you can solve with what you've got or it's yep. something you can solve with something else. And in that case, all you have to do is find what it is you need to solve that problem, whether Love that's that. help from someone else or, you know, resources, you know, they're out there. That support network exists and you just have to find it and connect with it. And um, that's what we're all about at Boys of Mind, you know, connecting people with their existing support networks. That's um, yeah. that really keep that ties into our solution focused approach as well you know people yeah, have absolutely people almost always have what they need to solve their problems they just need to sort of connect with it or what they need to solve their problems is out there they just need to be matched with it by the way keep up the great work that's amazing what you guys do so um you're right there, appreciated. That, that there's this and I, I think along the very much the same lines and if for those who have seen my youtube stuff you'll know that this is certainly one of my thinkings that mm -hmm. we have all the answers we'll ever need we just need to ask ourselves the right questions and then move the hell out of our own exactly. way because everything in us mm. fights against that conditioning that we had. Mm -hmm. um, and I can go on for ages about that stuff, but, but think, it's, also, yeah. it's also really important to recognise that um, if I look at it, kind of my journey through obsessive-compulsive disorder and mental illness into to generalised anxiety disorder, breakdown, burnout, all that mm. kind of stuff along the way, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for like over three decades of those challenges, I wouldn't be doing what I do now. And I think that's the reason mm -hmm. why, uh, why I actually call my business Forging People is because in life we can either let our adversities and our challenges and all the stuff that gets thrown at us that mm -hmm. can define us negatively for the rest of our days mm. or we can choose for it to afford something better, to that's afford something beautiful, something powerful, which wouldn't have existed without you going through your stuff in the first place. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really wonderful. The idea that we are not just that we are a culmination of everything we experience, but that we get to choose what, how that comes together to form the people we are. That's a yeah, really absolutely. wonderful perspective. I think we see this a lot with, with kind of big causes that, why, why is it the same energy that would destroy somebody would mm -hmm. be the same energy that is a catalyst for somebody else to, to mm. work from? And I think it comes down to this. We can either play the hand that life deals us. Uh, we, we can accept that we cannot turn back time. Trust me, I wish so many times I could. Yeah. Um, but we can choose how we go forward from here. And therein lies the problem. And it's probably a nice place to kind of leave this mm -hmm. from my point of view is this is, everything that you've ever done and everyone that you've ever been and everything that you've ever said has led to exactly where you are right now. There's no mm. getting away from that, but it's what you do next that counts. And therein lies the problem. We will design a future based on our perceived failures of the past. Yeah. Um, when actually the reality is every day we can choose to do different yeah. things. If we, if we go forward, seeing them as lessons rather than mistakes, Absolutely. You know, appreciating our victories a little more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not yeah. good at that. <laughs> no, I, I, don't know, I don't know if I know anyone who is, but, yeah. you know, maybe together we can all learn. Yeah, absolutely. That's really wonderful. So um, do you have any more closing thoughts before we wrap up? So I'm a, I'm a big country music fan. It's kind of my thing. Mm -hmm. It depresses the hell out of a lot of people, but it does it for me. I think it's a storytelling element again. Sounds but, wonderful. Um, <laughs> yeah. I spend, spend time in Nashville and stuff. It's, it's amazing. Mm. I want to finish with a country music quote. Because I, I like that. Okay, that's great. <laughs> so, good quote. That's good. And here's my. It's also, if you do like country music, is a great track by Gary mm -hmm. Allen as well. But here we go. Every storm runs out of rain. I think we need to know that right now. I think mm. that people listening to this, 
you will have been through your storms, but you will have survived because you're here. Most mm. of the time we thrive, we learn and we evolve. We don't see it at the time because of the pain, the frustration, uh, but this will pass. And I think like every other moment that we've been through, um, and sometimes if it's not us that needs to know that, then it's somebody else. So when we, when somebody comes to us to, for help, Mm-hmm. It's, again it's our role isn't to fix them as non-medical professionals Absolutely. non-solution focused but we can listen and we can support mm. and we can respectfully judge and of then course. we know we've done the best we can as a decent human being and i think if we all took that approach the world would be a better place i absolutely agree i think you've given some really wonderful advice not just your perspectives but you know real a real sort of foundation for people to change the way they think thank you so much nick my pleasure thank you for having me really been a wonderful episode that's all we have time for today but i hope our conversation and nick's fantastic advice will help you in your day-to-day life as always you can reach us at boysandmind.co.uk and i hope that you'll join us in conversation again soon